And you'll notice too the pattern. Joseph has to steward his own life before he can steward a nation. Let them rule. So God created human beings in his own likeness. He created them to be like himself. Then God blessed them and said to them, have children so that there will be many of you. Fill the earth, bring it under the control, rule over the fish in the seas and birds of the air, rule over every living, cre- uh, every living creature that moves along the ground. And I want to really stick in there and we'll land the plane here with verse 28 that is really important to the fundamentals of discipleship. You'll see that man is given governing power. He's given authority in the earth. And the first voice, the first voice that Adam hears and first thing that God says to him is he releases to him a blessing. Part of blessing is favor, prosperity, but it also is God saying, I'm releasing to you my potential, everything that I am. So Kenneth Copeland didn't come up with prosperity. Brother Hagen didn't come up with prosperity. God is the originator of prosperity. And he says, I'm releasing to you my potential to act like, he wasn't a little God, but to act like me in the earth. And so man was created to receive knowledge from two different sources, the realm of the senses, touch, feeling, taste, touch, smell, five senses, but also what we call revealed knowledge. Revealed knowledge is so important for your life as a believer that God tells us we perish without it. Proverbs 29, 18, without revelation, without revelation, without revelation, the people of God perish. Hosea 4, 6 doesn't say we're destroyed because of the devil. That's another victim thing that believers come up with. They want to blame the devil for everything. I'm not saying the devil's not doing stuff, but most of the problem, he doesn't say fight the devil. He says fight the good fight of faith. So the fight isn't what you're believing. My people are destroyed, right, for a lack of revelation knowledge. And then New Testament equivalent, John 16, you'll see always something. You'll see it set up in the old, and you'll see a New Testament parallel. John 16, 13, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and he will lead you and guide you, not into some truth, but all truth. And what is the characteristic? He will tell you things to come. Why does he tell us things to come? Because a believer's responsibility is to shape the world according to God's perspective, not what they see with their natural eyes. So here's some characteristics of Revelation. I finally got to the where I thought we we were supposed to go here. Everybody still with me? It's only 1144. But let me just emphasize this too. The impossible can never take place in your life if there is not revelation and faith that applies revelation. Say that again. The impossible can never take place in your life without revelation and an application of that revelation. How many are disciples this morning? I don't know about me. Maybe it's the longer I walk with the Lord, I have very little tolerance for things God did not call me to do. 
that I'm really, 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 really focused on being a learned disciple and doing what God tells me to do. You know, one of the great tragedies of life is to end your life being successful at something God never called you to do and have the world applaud you. But when you stand before God, you have very little to give the one who gave you life. I'm amazed too that I, 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 was, I was a college wrestler, wrestled from the time I was seven to 23. I know you can tell. <laughs> You're like, how does he develop like that? You know? This is all natural too. I've never used any performance enhancing drugs ever. <laughs> yeah, I know you're impressed now, aren't you? Yeah. But I, I, I'm amazed. I still follow uh, amateur wrestling and uh, I also like professional wrestling. Don't judge me. So. But I'm amazed that most people who are very skilled at something and come to places of great prominence, put their whole life into what God's called them to do. And believers have trouble going to an extra meeting. Don't think of the things of God like a buffet. Well, I know we got that special weekend at the church. I'll go to that one session because I got a lot going on. That's right, you have a lot going on. I'm not saying it's wrong to enjoy your life. I'm saying though, when your life is defined by not seeking first the kingdom of God, you will live limited. In fact, you will never understand the kingdom of God by being a casual seeker. It was never meant to be understood by a casual seeker. And the most, some of the most frustrated people are people who are around the things of God but never fully engage the things of God. They know enough maybe just to get into heaven but never to do the impossible on the earth. When you were put into the earth, your life was supposed to represent and release realities that never existed before. You were supposed to bring a generational shift to your families. You're supposed to redefine. I'm not talking about even being famous. I'm talking about the life that you were given was so valuable. It was, it was cost the blood of Jesus so that the world could see a representation of God that the world has never seen. So here's some characteristics of revelation here. We'll land the plane. Revelation is a gift from God that originates with God. Revelation is a gift from God that originates with God. If you ever think you're the source of anything, you've already, you're already relating to God in the wrong way. In him, through him, and to him are all things. Here's another part of Revelation that you want to live with this firm conviction. God is your source of all things. God has many channels. Your job might be a channel. This person might be a channel. But God is always your source. You live with that conviction. Live with that conviction. When God's your source, even when you get fired, you don't have to worry. If you're treated unjustly, God's your source. So God's the originator. In him, to him, and through him are all things. Revelation was always meant to be understood in the context of fellowship with God. God, God reveals 
precept upon precept, truth upon truth. So the inside that you're building, the fundamentals that you're building of your spiritual house are precept upon precept, truth upon truth. It is, but it, but you all also understand it's only that as you apply truth that you can grow in truth. So what's a key about revelation? It's the honor that you have for the word of God. Jesus taught us in Luke 8, take heed how you hear. Take heed how you hear. It's amazing to me. And sometimes even in communities like this where you're used to personal words, prophetic ministry, and this person, you can begin to treat the word of the Lord so casually. Oh, we heard that. We heard that. You know you're probably in a, in, you're positioning yourself a little off when you begin to say things like that. You begin, to, you begin to treat what God has said casually. I'll tell you a story. It's th that word, the reception from that word allows a seed for impossible things to be done in your life. I'll tell you this story very quickly from Switzerland. I was in Switzerland in uh, uh, first time five years ago. We were on an exploratory trip, and they're having a meeting one night. And uh, it's, our, it's our, our last night. We're there, I think, three nights. And the worship team was warming up. And I, I like sounds. Prophecy is not just words. It's sounds and things and different things. And so I was messing around with the djembe, with the worship team. My friend is also there on the trip. He's going to play with the team that night. And I heard the Lord say to me, he said, I want you to, well, I, the meeting was about to start. So I said, well, I'm going to, you know, let the professionals handle it. I've never played with a worship team, a djembe. The Bible says skilled musicians. I'm not a skilled musician. So the Lord said, I want you to play the drum. I said, God, I don't play the drums. And he said, I want you to play the drum. He said, I want you to, I want you to play the drum. Then he always gets me with this one. He said, I thought you told me you would do anything I told you ever to do. He always gets me with that one. Yeah. All right. So I start playing. The meeting starts. It's horrible. It's added, but you can tell they're, they're like you're getting the feel. And I'm a feeler. You're hearing like, what is he doing? But I was singing too. And I said, God, this, you know, I'm not actually saying it, but I'm going, God, this is not working. And he said, I didn't tell you to sing, just play. <laughs> Got it, boss. So you can miss a little turn there, revelation. So I play. God explodes into the room for the next 45 minutes. The band follows me. And again, it's good to be self-aware. I asked my friend who's years in worship, was a worship professor. I said, how did I do? He goes, that's amazing. I've never seen you do that. Then I talked to the gal who was leading the team. She said, that was amazing. I said, yeah, I've never done it before. She goes, oh, we just figured you knew what you were doing. That's why we followed you. <laughs> but when you step out and do something, learn from the moment. It's not just a moment. It's God trying to teach you how to live a lifestyle. So I actually went back to my hotel room late that night. I said, God, I got, what, 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 what are you teaching me here? He said, anything I tell you to do, you can do by faith. The word is what qualifies you. The word is what qualifies you. 
So revelation was always meant to be understood through the context of fellowship with God. What's the first thing he tells them? You're blessed and you're called to steward the earth. What's the next thing you find them telling? Don't eat from that tree. What's the other thing that he does? He names animals. He's never named animals before. What gives him the authority to do that? The original revelation. And here's another thing. When God reveals something to you, he holds you responsible for it. Many times God has revealed things to people and they have not acted on it and they're wondering why they're not seeing the breakthrough and it's because God is holding them responsible as a co-laborer for their breakthrough. There's a lot of people who want financial breakthrough. A lot of people. How many could use more money? But they despise God's way of doing it. And they despise people who teach on it. And so what you dishonor and judge, you will have very difficulty receiving from. Revelation was meant to be, uh, meant by God to be in the context of understanding his nature towards us. What is it? First thing, Adam is blessed and he's loved by God. You won't trust the God that you think wants to manipulate you into doing something. Revelation releases to us potential, not a guarantee. Listen to that one. That's a really important point. Revelation releases to you potential, not a guarantee. So what, call, what qualifies me to stand as a minister of the gospel, as a prophet of the Lord? What's God himself? God told me. He didn't tell me he was prophet, but at 18, he knew, I knew I was called. I didn't, I didn't, I'd never desired to be a man. I thought, pre, I had to get rid of some of my own judgment. I thought preachers were weird, especially ones who traveled. All the ones that came to my church, they, they, the traveling ones, they lived in RVs. I said, who would want to live in an RV? No, I'm serious. That's what I thought. Thank God for hotels. People like, we love being with nature. I said, I don't. I like to visit and come back to a hotel room. They're like, it's awesome. There's not going to be any internet. I said, then I'm not going. <laughs> we just think differently, you know. And they, but the evangelists that used to come to my church, they used to dress up their kids, even if they weren't twins, the same, and make them sing. That's borderline Pentecostal child abuse. <laughs> Some of you know what that is. And they came Monday through Wednesday, you know. First, first it was a whole week. And then we started backsliding. So we went to, you know, four days, five services, you know. I mean, you know what that is. You know what that is. But I didn't, I didn't want to do, what qualifies me? God called me. But that was at 18. That was a revelation to me. And I certainly haven't, haven't been perfect, but here's the thing. Just because he gave me a revelation that was called did not guarantee that that call would come to pass. It's the choices you make within the context of knowing what God has called you that defines if you bring manifestation to impossible things. You still have that choice every day. There are some of the greatest apostles who will die drunks today. I believe some of them were my own uncles. Apostolic call. They, at a family get-together, they could preach better than I ever preached, and they hated the Lord. So having a revelation, whatever it is, not just calling, but having Joseph's revelation, that dream, did not guarantee he would fulfill that dream. It's the choices he makes for the next 18 years that defines if he's going to be a leader in a nation. Yes. Yes. 
keep going. Almost done. When you practice truth, the more you have an opportunity to grow in truth. When you practice, revelation, let me back up and just say this. Revelation will often, will always demand an action. And when you begin to move in that place, you will grow in understanding in that area. Doesn't mean the word changes, but your understanding of the word changes. Let's just give you one example from my life. Remember one of the first verses I ever read after that life-changing moment with the Lord. Had my red Bible. My red Bible that my dad gave me, King James Version. So I still like King James. I don't read it all the time today, but that's the Bible I had at 18. I remember, if you believe, you'll do the works that Jesus is doing, you'll do greater works. So what happens? That comes into my heart. God, I'm going to do everything. I told the Lord, I'll do whatever you ask me from this point on. But I asked him for two things. I want to be your friend, and I want to see everything in the book. So I'm in the cafeteria. Very healthy girl goes, oh, I got some, something wrong with my neck. I remember. That verse comes up to me. What are you going to do? The angels didn't come. The shikibaba didn't come. The verse came up, the word, the word, the word. So I applied it, prayed for her. And she goes, Jesus, I still remember. She goes, ooh, I feel fire. And I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel anything for many years while I prayed for people. Now I feel all sorts of stuff. And she's, oh, I feel better. So I kept doing it. What I learned, I learned words of knowledge. I learned sometimes people have sickness because of other things. What happens? It's the application of truth that opens up more truth to you. I remember I was sitting with my, um, my friend had just planted a church. I think I was uh, 22 years old and I was there. I think it was my last year of college. And uh, uh, they, were, they were receiving offering for the, the, the church, the beginning of the church, I think their first property. And God said, give $100. $100. That's a lot of money when you have 600 in the bank and you're a college student and you know, you're thinking of all your expenses. He said, give $100. I remember. And I'm thinking, the devil is a liar. <laughs> no, I'm serious. What was he trying? He was trying to introduce me to seed time and harvest back then. The $100 was just a small thing. Now $100. I don't mean to brag, but $100, I, you know, I spent $100 sometimes walking to an airport. It's the growing of truth. Let me read this here, Psalm 119. When your words are made clear, they bring light and they bring understanding to childish people. Let me read out of the Passions. I think that's a little better, the way he puts it. Break open your word within me until revelation light shines out. Those with open hearts are given insight into your plans. Our response to revelation defines our level of understanding. Our response to revelation defines our level of understanding. So let me just use that as an example. $100, okay, then, you know, you start, you start 
years later, you're given $100. And then, he, and then I remember the first time, $1,000. $1,000? Are you crazy? And I learned the truth. I learned the truth that I'm still holding on to today. Learn the truth. If you're willing to give it to God, he's willing to repay you. And I don't want to say what's up to now, but what I'm saying is he start out that place. And so I don't mean to put it this way. It could be any area. I'm glad I didn't stop at a $100 understanding. I'm glad that he grew me in that. For others, it may be other places of your life. But here's the other thing about practicing revelation. Once you begin to practice revelation, you develop habits. And then when you develop habits, you have involuntary responses to the situation that you're in. I wasn't used, I, I, I was always very good at tithing. My parents taught me that as a little kid and I wasn't quite sure about the whole offering thing. But here's the thing. Now when I practice it, I, I don't think about these things. Here's another thing. When you begin to constantly practice forgiveness of people, you constantly forgive. I didn't realize how many people I didn't like when I got born again. No, really. How many people I had made judgments over and all this stuff. And anytime, and I'll, I'll, she's with me. I was the other day, I was saying, I don't know, what's wrong with this? And then, and then I go, Lord, I release this to you. I forgive that person. It's okay to process it out loud, but it's not okay to let that fester for more than a few minutes. So what happens? The revelation that God has forgiven me now allows me to release others quickly. Revelation is progressive and unending. Revelation is internal reality not governed by the physical senses. And here's a final one. I'll, maybe we'll develop more of those tonight. Find out the lies that hinder you from walking in the fullness of the revelation that God's given you. Find out the lies that hinder you from walking out the revelation that God has given you. Find out the lies. I'm not talking about, how do I say this? I don't wake up every day trying to find out what's wrong with me. But if you stay in fellowship with God, he'll show you what's wrong with you. And so when you discover those truths, those lies, you're able to more fully walk out revelation. Then what's the bottom line? You want to be fruitful. How many want to be fruitful? I want to be fruitful. I want to produce a life that looks like him. Did you receive something this morning? I went a little long, but we'll be back tomorrow, tonight, not tomorrow. At 6 p.m., if you receive this word, there's an unlocking for you, just like he said. So if you receive this word, one, two, three, just stand on your feet. I want to pray for you. Leanne, why don't you come up and just grab the mic? We're just going to release something here. Not something. We're going to release something very specific. So if you receive this word, I just want you to lift your hands to heaven. And if you're, in, if you're just in agreement with the word given this morning, just say, Father, let it be according to your word. In the name of Jesus, I bless you.
to receive revelation knowledge. In Jesus' name, I just break you free from lies, confusion, doubt, unbelief, worries, fears, generational things that have tried to keep you back from the breakthrough that God has for you. I bless you now with ears to hear and eyes to see. I bless you to uncover those things that the enemy has tried to keep covered in your life. I declare that the revelation light of God breaks forth in your heart and in your mind today. I declare in the name of Jesus that you hear the voice of God. I declare that you adjust to the voice of God. And I declare that today is a marking day and that God is releasing keys to you of unlocking, of breakthrough, and of purpose in Jesus' name. I actually see Jesus in this room with keys. I just see um, as there's an openness fully to the Lord. I just see there's an uprooting of lies. There's been a planting of seeds of truth, but there's an uprooting of seeds of lies that the enemy has sown. And it's coming through this place of release, releasing injustice to the Lord. And then there's this infilling of truth that's going to fill those places for the purpose of healing and restoration. The Lord desires to set us free, but it is a partnership. And he says there is an ultimate place of healing for the ultimate release. So just, just Lord, we just want to release, God, any place, God, uh, where we've been holding on to offense. Lord, we just ask for the refreshing rain of heaven to fall, God. We just ask that you would take us into a new place of glory and freedom as we surrender offense to you. And we ask, Holy Spirit, for your fire to be released into the depths of our hearts and that there would be a purging where bitterness has set in unknowingly and resentment. And Lord, we just thank you for the restoration that you're doing in this room and that through the release and through the receiving of healing that you're taking us to a new place. I thank you for the shift in mindsets today to believe you for what you have said and for who you are. And Lord, I just pray that we would be a people that would know the goodness of God and that I thank you that you have promised that we would see the goodness of God in the land of the living for those who put their trust in your name. So I pray there would be a shift today, God, and that you would bring our thoughts and our hearts into alignment with truth. I bless you with truth, the truth yep. of the Lord. The revelation to know who you are as a son and a daughter of God. And Holy Spirit, I ask for the anointing of the oil of sonship to flow. Yes. 